Hi, honey. Hi. Look what I brought. Oh, okay. We have so much to talk about, but I love that you've brought that for show and tell. I brought it for show and tell. Are we on yet? We're on. I think people are just starting to join, but yes. So I, I brought it for show and tell and I brought it because when I came home, you know, George isn't well. Yes. And when I came home, I showed it to George and I said, look what we did. Look what we did. And it's like, when you, when you look at it, it's, I didn't do this by myself. I did it with Jay Shaw and Roger Billica and you and, and George, George is the tail on my kite. Yeah. I have him to come home to and, and all of his support. So I showed him this and because of the brain injury, he cries pretty easily. And he just, I mean, we just both had a good cry when I got Tuesday night. It was nice. It, um, oh, um, what is it that you are showing? Kevin Green would like to oh, contest to talk about. So if you hold uh, it up, because people will be just listening and some people won't be able to watch it. So verbally try and describe it, because for me, it's it is. I'll tell them my part and you tell them how you got it, because I still don't have that story. OK, so, so you go. it is a sculpted pair of hands in pewter holding up a blue globe of the world with the continents in silver. And there's a, it says lifetime achievement award. Boy, is this a lifetime presented to Carolyn McMakin from Kim Pittis and in appreciation and recognition of your life changing contributions with frequency specific microcurrent. And it's, I mean, it's just stunningly beautiful. And who, how did you find the person that made this? Super interesting story. So when, when I figured out we need to do something and I say we, not I, because it is a community and a tribe that we have of people that wanted inspired. to no the word is conspired conspired inspired whatever um when we started thinking about the awards you put so much thought into all the awards that you give to the speakers and you you, you know it is it is true what you say you go to these conferences and you give a talk and you get this little dollar store plaque of thanks for coming none of which you ever want to put on the shelf none of which ever really do anything. They take up space in your suitcase on the way home, you're irritated at it and so on and so forth. So the words that you give out to the speakers are beautiful, whether it's the, the eggs that you give, they're like these glass pieces that you want to hold and look at. And so I knew it couldn't just be a trophy or a plaque or something. So I, you know, got on Google, I'm a good Googler. And I started to try to find, you know, like unique awards. And I kind of went down the wormhole. And then there was this one company that does these unique awards. And I went on the site and they happen to be here in Northern California. And they're an independently owned company, which I love that it's not some mass produced 
stuff. And then um, this one person from the family does these massive sculptures, um, like stuff that you would put on the front of like Facebook or Google or something. And she had a shrunk down version of something that she did with these hands. And when she designs these awards or these sculptures or these pieces, um, she puts all this meaning into it. So the description was um, the future is in our hands. And that got me. And the description of who she wanted these sculptures or these awards to go to were these pivotal people that had the strength yet the caring to put forth something with great responsibility. And I'll give you the inscription of it, but it was like, um, yeah, that was perfect. And so she does it with pewter. She loves working with pewter and glass. And um, she said, I can change the orb to clear if you want, if you don't want the blue. And I said, this is FSM blue. Like, don't you dare change it. Like, this is perfect. And then um, I had asked Kevin to help me with the inscription. And um, that's what we came up with. And if you can send me, because what I'd like to do is have them put her thing on the back. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. Because the everything that you do, your intention is is has meaning. Your t- intention has effect. So yeah. the way way we started with Glenn Smith, his intention for precision microcurrent, the old blue box, when he created it, he and Dr. Wing. S- went their separate ways, parted ways. And the he he made the myomatic eye. And Dr. Wing was just wanting to make machines. And Glenn Smith made the precision micro because he wanted to change lives. He wanted to create so and so he and George, we conspired in at the Los Angeles um advanced symposium. We did a symposium in 2005 in Los Angeles, strictly because it was the only way we could get those two men, those two pathologic introverts in the same meeting and keep them there. So we had four practitioners whose job it was to just keep them there until I could get to the awards. And that was back before the, the, Ruth Johnson Award was as stunning as it is now. So those two guys got ripped off. But there's George still has his. It's a clear glass. And it was, I mean, if you look at it, it's Harry Van Gelder's um, intention that carries us forward. It's Glenn Smith's intention, David Suzuki's intention to create only quality equipment. ISO 16601 and 13485. It's why why we do what we do. Right. And mine, you know, that I'm like deeply buried. That anchor is deeply buried into the earth and gold and whatever it is. It's like, nope, we do this. And so that that is just a miraculous story. That's amazing. Yeah, it. It took on a life of its own. Um, so for people listening, I had reached out to some of our FSM 
um, pioneers and some very pivotal people that we've had speak that are um, not just upholding FSM in all of its um, integrity, um, but they're all very good people. So, um, and people that we couldn't necessarily get at the advance this year because of COVID, we have a lot of people that just couldn't travel. So I'd put some emails out and kind of put some feelers and said, Hey, you know, this is from the community to Dr. McMakin. Would you mind putting a video together? And everybody was replied instantly. And as busy as these doctors are, because they have brilliant minds and brilliant practices, I thought I would give them six weeks to put these videos together. And within hours, they all started kind of coming in. And um, I thought a lot about what you, like what, one of my favorite things that you've taught me is, um, and I've said it so many times, what you want to say has nothing to do with what they need to hear in order to learn, blah, blah, blah. And so this kind of took a life of its own because so many people wanted this platform to say things to you. Right. And that's the thing. Like we always wait till it's too late to say things that are so close to our heart or maybe that are uncomfortable. And, um, it was this resounding, thank you for giving us this platform right now. So we can say what we want to say. Yeah. And yeah. And one of the habits that I have is to de deflect and, and turn it around. I'm, and always, I've, I didn't want FSM to become a technique guru thing. Yeah. Want fans, I want expert practitioners. So I deflected and there I am standing in the back of the room watching these videos with tears running down my face going, oh my God. And there's, you know, Jerry Pollock and Jim Oshman and John Sharkey and Jay Shaw and, and Roger Billica. Diana Cross and, and Diana Cross. It's like, oh my God, it's like everybody. And then I got some of them in by email. Yes. Couldn't get in Kathleen Kasman and Katie. It's like, oh yep. my God. So it's, and there's, it, there's songs. It's like the, the wind beneath my wings, but there's also, you lift uh, me up. You raise, you raise me up or you yeah. lift me up. Yeah. You raise me up. Yeah. yeah. Josh Groban. Yeah. Well, actually I found one that isn't as annoying as Josh Groban's and, <laughs> Josh Groban and, the, and the bagpipes. It's like really, but there's, there's another one that is just four minutes instead of five and it makes a difference. But the, the words are, you raise me up so I can walk on stormy seas and walk on mountains. And it, it's not that I'm deflecting. So there I was forced to take it all in. That was kind of overwhelming. And the, but the truth of the matter is that it's the, the fact that it's reproducible is what is so mind boggling. Yes. It, and the fact that I can teach you to do it and then you put your own spin on it. So Ben Catholi uses it differently than anybody on the planet because of his patient population and what he knows. I right. just gave him a tool. And he says, I bet I could, I wonder if I wonder if I could. And then he does it. And then he does a case report on small fiber neuropathies. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dave Burke, I wonder if we could treat ADD and ADHD. Hmm. And then he does it. 
but they that's to me that's what makes the that what's that's what makes this part of this almost as important more important than this part right. of it. so I, when i for those that are listening and not looking i'm showing the back part which is uninscribed and there's still the hands in the world and it's that's to me that's that's the most important part and i deeply deeply appreciate i mean george and i had such a lovely cry it was wonderful because you know when i'm there i have to keep my emotions in a box and then after I, the plane lands and i get home then i get to open the box a little right um, but it was just it was an amazing meeting and it the and then the we did the instructor training on monday right and there was a practitioner it turned out to be her first practicum experience she laid on the table to be the supine cervical practicum. They started with 40 and 94 and she had a bad reaction to it. It's like, whoa, nobody ever reacts badly to 40 and 94. Right. So put off the table, somebody else gets on. And I treated her, her medical history is too much to go into now. And I treated her from six o'clock until 8.30. She has probably a semicircular canal dehiscence. She has had childhood birth trauma, childhood sexual trauma, um, 10 documented concussions and another five or six she doesn't count. Um, breast cancer, radiation, low back pain or pain levels of seven. She gets off the, and I, everything I did is in the core and the advanced. And there are people watching and we filmed it. So this concept of teaching you how to think so what I was touching was a rib that pain was a seven. And I ran the frequencies to remove radiation, remove inflammation and remove scarring. And then we treated 40 and 89. And oh yeah, by the way, she has gastroparesis, GERD. And she said, I have this SIBO test. And it's like, don't even bother. You've got SIBO. Of course you have SIBO. You're vagus nerve hasn't worked since you were six so we finally got to the point where we could treat the vagus and oh by the way she got covid encephalitis that's a good face in december and um so when they did the mri she had a bad gadolinium reaction but 54 kind of took care of that so we ran all of the virus flu virus frequencies all of her symptoms were hindbrain balance vision balance vision and then so i ran virus on the hindbrain and she said that makes my forebrain feel funny and it's like well where was the encephalitis and she said oh when they did the mri it was all in the front so we did virus frequencies hindbrain forebrain hindbrain forebrain and then we got to the point where we ran scarring in the vagus first because scarring can be kind of like an artificial stenosis. And then we got treated the vagus and I explained to her why it was when she got up in the morning, why it was she, why she's seen neurologists, okay? Why it was she, when she gets up in the morning, she gets out of bed and she's so dizzy, she goes in and throws up. That's a good face. And 
she's now been laying on the table for two hours and 15 minutes. And I said, there's no place here where you can just throw up. So do you have Xanax with you? Because benzos are the best treatment for vestibular injuries. And I said, so take a Xanax and then we'll talk for 15 minutes and um, told her how to get out of bed in the morning without throwing up. So you keep your eyes closed, you turn and you put a Xanax on your nightstand and you take a Xanax and you put it in your mouth and you take the water and you swallow it. You wait 10, 15 minutes till you get out of bed. Then you get out of bed and you won't throw up, really. And it's, the thing is that's in a video library that any of our practitioners, because Eeks wouldn't turn the camera off till we were done. And so that's in a video library and anybody can do that. And the most important thing I said to her is what at this point, almost any of our advanced students can say, nothing you have scares me. And I made eye contact and I promise I will keep you safe. And then, then at the end of it, I looked at her and it's like, you're the reason that Bill Clearfield was here, Dr. Reske was here, mm-hmm. Charlie Hartman lectured, and oh, by the way, David Musnick. All right. of these <clears throat> speakers changed the life of this one person. And this one person is a nurse who's going to be a PhD nurse practitioner. And she will change the world because we just changed her. Mm -hmm. So what's not to like? You know, and that's a perfect segue because, you know, so it was interesting because you and I did the podcast live together for the first time last week. It was so much fun. Although I felt like I was hosting a newscast at first because we were sitting beside each other and I didn't get to look at you and talk to you like, like I am right now. But it was such an amazing week. And for, like I said, for the first time, you and I were able to be together. And half an hour before, I had just finished the first FSM sports advanced class. So you know how it is after you, you're done lecturing for the day. Like there's so much in you. And I can't explain it. Like you're, you've got so much energy that you're, you're giving out, but you're taking it in and the hardest thing about teaching on zoom is you're lecturing to these little squares and you get so much from the people in your class. Like you, you get all the energy, all the excitement, all the synapses, you can see the synapses in their brain as you're lecturing. So it was this crazy transition of going from that and the high that I was on, because I was so excited about the first time doing this class. And then I see you and we're about to do the podcast And I said, listen, when I'm at home, half an hour before we go on live, I kind of just take a pen and paper and I let, I let it all come. And I go through the questions that we get and I kind of put things together and the way that the direction that we take from the podcast just kind of comes to me a half an hour before. And you're like, Hey, go, go do your thing. And, you know, I just found this little corner in the hotel. I just kind of sat in the lobby. I got the flow down and then. And then we had an audience and it was like, we had a cameraman and it was, it was like hosting the news. Yeah, it really was. I mean, like, it's, it's, um, it's amazing. Yeah. And the, the doing the core live for 30 people was like, 
it's exactly what you experience. People, so people said, "Oh, you must be exhausted." It's like, oh, no, I can walk. Charges you. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Flying. Yeah. It, it, it's just, and the core was so amazing. Just why are the courses getting better and better? Like I feel like I I am still new to this. I'm only in my sixth year of teaching, and I have it down to like a bit of a science. Like I feel really good. I know the flow. I know what's going on, but there's more to it than just me getting more organized. Like what are we doing right now? Well, (laughs) that is so good. That what we need to do is teach them how to think. Yes. First thing. The other thing is everybody that comes. So 15 years ago, at least a third of the class had never heard of us. Right. And when you spend part of the class, that's why the first part of the core is all of our published papers and what we can do and what the model is and all that. So that has shrunk down now because I don't have to convince them. Right. Pre-sold. Right. They already either, almost everybody in that course was, was there because somebody else told them about the resonance effect. Somebody else told them, you have to learn this. Yeah. Somebody else, somebody, they were treated with FSM. Right. And then, what did you just, how did, what, what just happened? Yeah. And it's, so they come already eager. Right. So there's no convincing to do. Now it's just the process of teaching. And I, I think that's, it, but the other thing is we know more about what they need to hear because we've had we've had so much time to find out what they didn't learn the way we did it before. Right. Right. I think I think social media has helped. I mean, I used to send surveys out um, after my course, just you know, and it was kind of stupid because no one's gonna tell you right after a course what they don't know. They're just going to tell you these really superficial things like the room was too cold or you should have served more snacks. I don't like eggs. Like this was the feedback I was getting and it was kind of like, okay. Um, But now that we have like Facebook um, platforms and social media and people are just emailing, you know, with questions, that to me is a really good indicator of where I failed as a teacher based on the questions that I'm getting one to six months out. And I feel like the questions that we're getting are really good questions. It's not like, what's your recipe for ACL repair? Um, There's I, I, I just, I don't even reply to those. I just delete them because. Um, <laughs> well, the reply is there is no repair. Look at the tissue. Check your slides. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to work. I'm, it's, I don't have any, I think the other thing is that we've raised the bar mm-hmm. point where we, so, can't even remember who asked me, but we've raised the bar to the point where, oh, I know it was Dr. Clearfield asked me, well, who am I lecturing to? And right. it's like, you lecture to an MDPT DO level. Yeah. Even the massage therapists in our group, in our classes, we set the bar here. Yeah. They have to come up to it. Yeah. So the, the other thing is that we tell them now, when you go home, you watch this webinar and we're now we know, we know what we didn't know 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, 
that it's going to take you five times of listening to David Musnick's lecture before 50, 60% of it sticks. Right. It's going to take you five times of reading through the core slides. You have the slides. Who has time to listen to all the video? But you can go through the slides and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And about the fifth or sixth time, plus the fact that the response to treatment is what really teaches you what works and what doesn't work. Right. Have never ever, ever run the frequencies to remove radiation. This girl had lumbar paraspinals that were literally like they're supposed to be this big and this thick. Hers were this, they were huge and rock hard and painful. I had, so when it was down low in the lumbar spine, it was like a brick. And then she was told, oh, we're going to RF your facets. Uh, no, we're not. Why are her facets so tight? Because these muscles are like, right? She has disc bulges at four levels in her lumbar spine. That's why your muscles are tight. It's like, yeah. no, the tight muscles are why the muscle, why the discs are bulging. Yeah. Never ever in my life have I run, remove radiation, remove inflammation and scarring from the ureter. Right. And that got rid of the psoas in the lower part of the QLs. Right. And then when removing radiation, inflammation and scarring from the kidney and the kidney fat pad, that didn't do anything. Right. It's like, well, what else is there? Then I did radiation inflammation and scarring in the periosteum and i went oh rib in front rib in back and the rib in back is between the the kidney and the muscle right there's ribs there and her periosteum got radiated in the back as well as the front right right so i've never used that combination before in any patient ever right so the teaching the concept that you need to think about what you're doing and and then do it that's the other thing that's changed that makes it so easy they're right. not memorizing recipes yeah that's i'm just like no I, we, you need a custom care that has a recipe yes and i think that's why we're able to have a meeting where you have a cardiologist and a veterinarian in the same room that's going to get what you're teaching. Like when on earth can you have so many different disciplines of and brilliant minds in their own discipline together, extrapolating the same information and being able to take the ball and run with it when they get back home again? That's the other thing about the advanced. The speakers say, who am I talking to? Well, there's Everybody. <laughs> a massage therapist, a neurologist, a cardiologist, an ophthalmologist, um, 10% PTs, there's some OTs, there's some DOs, there's a bunch of acupuncturists, there's chiropractors, um, internists. Um, did I miss anybody? Trainers. Oh yeah. Athletic right. trainers and PhD psychologists yeah. and whoever I missed, I'm really sorry. 
anesthesiologist, I think was. Yeah, there's an anesthesiologist who's about to take the step off the cliff and become a pain specialist using FSM because she can. Because she can. It just was sitting in the back of, of the advance, just like looking at all the people, right? And they're, I think it was a case study day. And I, case study day is like my favorite day because um, that's when the proof's in the pudding, right? When you hear all these different stories and it doesn't matter if you're a urologist or if you're treating a broken ankle, right? It's, it's so inspiring. And to see the inspiration on everybody's face and that excitement is, that's what it's about for me. I don't know. And, the, and we've just put in a comment and said, lay hey, people. We yeah. have patients that can come, I mean, un, people that have not had clinical training and somehow because we're not just talking numbers or pre-programmed machines, I don't care about machines. Well, I care about quality, but that's another conversation. Um, we're, we're talking about how to think about how the body works. It makes sense to people that have no clinical training, the person whose shoulder you treated. Right. We had five, he got treated twice in the core. Then he took your sports class Yeah. and you treated him. And then I saw you on the back treating him through the advanced. Yeah. And it's like, and now he knows that the thing that's wrong with the shoulder is the disc in his neck. Mm. So how do you treat that? Well, you have a sprained ankle in your neck, in your neck. Right. Same thing with the guy from Ireland who's yeah. uh, no names. Yeah. The, um, oh yeah. Um, the guy from Ireland where we treated, he came because he had knee pain. Well, his knee pain is, came because he has lost descending inhibition and he's an 81 and 10. So it was wonderful seeing Jay Shaw completely baffled. He did right. the reflexes. He felt the muscles. And 15 minutes later, the muscles were soft and smushy. Right. And so is there any point in treating 81 and 10 or increasing descending inhibition and making this muscle smushy unless you make him treat the disc in his neck that he kind of was blowing off and didn't know was there. Right. So it, the, the thought process and the case he presented was the ankle fracture, right? Right. Where she was back at work in six weeks. Mm. Okay, fine. It's just, I know um, there is, I mean, there's so much to talk about, <clears throat> about this meeting. Like we could, we could have like hours and hours and hours about debriefing after this podcast, but um, it is, it just drives the message home that what we do is so profound and it's so profound because of the people that are involved that are doing it, the excitement and the passion that these professionals, professionals have for their profession and for their patients to get better is that's what it's about. That's what healthcare should be about, you know? And I was sitting there thinking, man, like, I hope everybody's patients realize what these practitioners are doing to travel and to learn and to keep coming back year after year. And 
you know, that was the thing. I had an email when I was there at the advanced and somebody was asking me for a recipe and they said, oh, and by the way, you know, I, I've been doing this since 2002 and I'm like, okay, I, I don't, I don't care how long you've been doing it. If you have not been coming back and taking a core and watching the webinars and listening to the, not even listening to the podcast, but just coming back and coming to the advanced because it, it changes so much. And again, it goes like, you're welcome. And I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry you have to keep coming back, but it's like anything with continuing education stuff changes and great that you have all the mileage, but if you're applying FSM incorrectly or archaically, right. It's, it, it's not going to. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm sorry. It's like, I really want to get back to everybody I taught between 1997 and two years ago, <laughs> two years ago, like in the, and the advanced, the first 97 slides in the advanced now, yeah. for an hour and a half. If the building caught on fire and you had those 97 slides and a laminate, you got everything yeah. you needed to know. Right. And the, the other thing that, are, that we give practitioners the practitioners hopefully give their patients, but the other thing we give the practitioners is power. Right. That's, that's my job is to make you more powerful. Right. Give you the information to make the decisions that match your profession, your clinical experience, the baseline of your information. And right. I'm, I'm shameless. I steal information from everybody. Yeah. I do. And it's like, it fits. But that's like any good coach does that. Like, yeah. That's just what good coaches do. There's a honeycomb over here. Some of it belongs to Jeff Bland. Some of it belongs to Robert Grimm. Some of it belongs to John Epley. Some of it belongs to David Simons. Some of it belongs, you know, to you. So it's like, there's this honeycomb. Some of it belongs to David Musnick. It, it, just, it, and once you have the honeycomb, so even if you're a massage therapist who just listened to David Musnick and John Reske's lecture and William Clearfield's lecture and Shirley Hartman's lecture, if you're a massage therapist who's got enough cortical function and courage to come to this advance, listen to this, your honeycomb just got bigger. There's more holes in it like any good bee. And there's more holes in it. And now there's, there's stuff in the holes. And then you listen to Shirley Hartman's lecture. I've got to go back and look at her slides. I don't have time to listen to the audio. But I go back and look at the slides and go, oh, okay, that goes in that hole. That goes in that hole. So today I went to the frame shop to pick up more um, hooks to hang the rest of the prints up in the clinic tomorrow. And um, so there's a woman there uh, who's a friend of the frame shop lady. And um, she's, um, Terry said, the frame shop lady said, oh, you have to listen to this lady. And the woman in the, in the frame shop, the customer said, oh yeah, I've, I've just had an ART session. And it's like, oh, you poor thing. And she, she said, yeah, it's like, brings me to tears. It's like, just no, 
just no, no, just no. You, no. We have a slide like that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to do that. And I said, so when you use FSM and Terry is saying, you got to listen to her. She really, you got to read this book. So you melt the adhesions between the nerve and the fascia before you move it. It doesn't have to hurt and you don't have to bruise. And she just went, really? <laughs> and then I said, well, what's that scar? And then she said, yeah, and I, I get this I've carpal tunnel in the sand. I said, yeah, no, not actually. And so I reached up in her neck and I poked here and poked there. And she went, ow. I was like, yeah, that's five, six, six, seven. And she said, well, it's my medial elbow. It's, it's this part of my elbow. It's like, no, this part of your elbow is this. Well, this disc. And it went down to seven, six, seven, seven, T one. And, and it was worse than five, six. And I said, this is why your elbow hurts. And that, and Terry chipped up and said, see, this is why you have to go to Trotdale. And it's like, well, I do have some slots open at March. We haven't even, sorry, we haven't even gotten to the waiting list yet. Right. And I'm full most of March. Right. Of course. It's like, we'll figure it out, but it's like, you have to call me. So, and then she's got these trigger points all in the muscles around her hip. And I said, (laughs) 67, you need a hip x-ray before I see you. Why? Well, let me see you walk. And she's got a slight limp and she can't extend. And she's externally rotated on that leg. And it's like, it's like, so you have hip degeneration. Well, I don't want to get a hip replacement. I said, piece of cake. And I told her, so about the custom care and the magnet converter and the hip is like three, it's no big deal. And we can say, I'm less this poor woman in the frame shop or bent her, I didn't bless her, I bent her ear and she's soaking it up like a sponge and Terry's taking notes. And I said, oh, by the way, stick your tongue out. Like she just had a carotid artery, you know, rotor job. And she's got cholesterol that's 330. And I said, stick your tongue out. Eh. It's bright red and it's got little grooves in it. And I said, and that, that honeycomb belongs to Michael Stone. And Michael Stone is always too busy to come. So I may take David Eakes down to Ashland and record Michael Stone because he's making me crazy for five years, trying to get him to do the physical diagnosis for functional medicine. Mm. Stick your tongue out. Your tongue is bright red and you have grooves, grooves in it. I said, you can't methylate B12 or folate. She says, what's methylation? It's like, look it up. It's on the internet. <laughs> and this is what you need to take. So Terry's writing notes about methyl B12, methyl folate. And if you can't take that, you take adenosyl and hydroxycobalamin. And how do you spell it? Never mind, I'll look it up. And it's like, so at the end of it, this woman had, and she's on statins and it's like, okay, your cholesterol is 350. You do need statins, but you take this much CoQ10. All of that is now in the core seminar. Right. It's it's, amazing. And I did it in 20 minutes in the frame shop. I can't stop. You can't take me anywhere. No, but again, that just goes back to our passion and you're not the only one, right? Like it's all of us that are like that, that are, um, and you know, so the meeting, the meeting is great and the present presentations are amazing and the advanced slides are mind bending, 
But just as important as all the PowerPoints are the side conversations that are happening at lunch and in the hallway and the collaboration. And one of the things I really wanted to mention is as unique as our meetings are because of all the different professions, there's also this support because if I go to a training convention or a training seminar, it's a bunch of, and I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to do it. Alpha males, everybody's like peeing on everybody's tree, you know, trying to be like, (laughs) that's what it's like marking their territory. I'm the guy that does this and I do this. And there's this like secret sauce that nobody wants to share because they're all trying to, you know, oh, I'm this guy and I do ART and I do training and I train this guy. And this is what makes me so great. You don't get that at these seminars. You get, there is no ego. There is no hierarchy. There is the support and sharing of talking about patients. Oh, you know, this is what I did. What do you think? Oh, that's great. Have you ever thought about that? No, I haven't. What a great idea. How would you think about that? Well, I do functional medicine and this is where, you know, so again, it's that support. Everybody is building each other up. Nobody is shaming each other for being like, really, you ran 40 and 10. You're such a loser. Like you don't get that. You know, it is like, Hmm, that's a good start. Have you ever thought about? So Again, like it is, it is unlike any other meeting I have ever gone to in my professional 24 year career. When that's the intention part, Um, there was a period of time when I had some people at the advanced that were like that. And I didn't know it. It's like, why would anybody be like that? Right. Fortunately for us, they left. Right. And then then we took off. I mean, right? And it just keeps getting better. Yeah. And it's my intention that we support each other. I one of the things one of one of the affirmations or one of the things you get when you do 12-step work is the reciprocity i support those who support me i support those who support me mm-hmm. and we ergo the corollary of that is we support each other right and if somebody arrogant whatever they are they don't last long in our community it, right yeah people that contribute like JJ has sort of taken off and created his own little world Mm -hmm. and and I I fussed at him it's like no 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 the the 9.99 forever needs to be only this and all of this needs to be 9.99 a month I pay 9.99 for Hulu when I watch two shows on it the whole month right all of this stuff that's mm -mm. and JJ said but you give so much away and it's like well yeah but you need to be rewarded for what you've given. I support those who support me. Yeah. And well, actually I give, I support those who support us. Right. So I've been loyal to David Suzuki because he is so loyal. We are his only class two device. Right. Through us, with us, even though ISO audits him every other year and the FDA 
up in Seattle is on him every year or every other year. And he sticks with us. And so I support him. Right. Just that's just how we roll. That's how everybody should roll, actually, I think. But that's another conversation. No, I know. But I think you said it right. When you set, we're talking about setting the bar, right? We set a high educational standard. We set a high ethical standard. We set all the standards, I think. And when you also set the standard of just be nice, right? And you're in that community, you're in that tribe of everybody is nice and supportive. And that is infectious. When your when your logo t-shirt is love wins, right? That's just like I I want us to get more of those. I think we should have us. Kevin doesn't want to have to carry inventory, so we give away the logo, we give away the the artwork, and you can have your own shirt made, right? But I think we should have a supply and give them away at the core, yeah. So that this is our tribe, love wins. We have a frequency for that nine seventy and thirty three, right? right? That's, this is our tribe. And I, I think even the people who live streamed from the feedback that I was getting, I didn't have very many that live streamed the sports because it's a very hard um, course to live stream. I mean, we tried it and I'm, I'm glad that at least it's out there. And um, I'm so grateful for David Eeks who um, filmed the sports course and he caught a lot of really cool, you know, moments and everything. So um, one of the one of the feedbacks from our live streamers that I got today was I just felt the happiness and joy of being there in person. And to me, that is more than, oh, I learned so much or my brain is so full. Like, you'll get it. Like um, our our slides are very content dense. You're, we're all adults. We can all learn things. But when you can feel the joy of what we do in your living room and, you know, we're in Arizona jumping off of tables and um, that's what we do at the sports course, but <laughs> you know, when you can, when you can see it, you take somebody's range of, I mean, the, the, the supine neck and shoulder, or you take somebody from 85 or 90 degrees and you get them up to 180. It's like, you can see it happen in real time. And the logic of it makes sense. Yeah. It has to be logical. Yes. And there's just, it's, there's no other profession. <laughs> I was going to say, we need to do a show and tell day where we bring our dogs, but. Well, this, the puppy is just adorable. I know. Uh, not. You, it, she makes your dog look incredibly calm. <laughs> um, joy, happiness, um, being in person. So what I, and I know we've been like heavily talking about the advanced meetings, this, this podcast. So for the patients that are listening, there's a reason why when you find an FSM practitioner, they are who they are because they come from this stream of passion and joy and interest. So if you are a patient and you are seeing an FSM practitioner, know this, they, they are coming from their brilliant profession, but they are also coming from this tribe of people who wholeheartedly, genuinely 
want to get people better, right? We're not doing it for the money. We're not doing it for the professional accolades. We are racking our brain at night with numbers. And there's a slide that I show in the sports course. It's me inside my forerunner and my laptop is open and I'm programming a custom care off the side of the freeway because I was driving and I was inspired. And before it fell out of my brain, I had to put this protocol on someone's custom care. This is not new though. Like people laugh at it when they see it. And I'm like, who here has done that? Or who has done something similar, you know, like 99% of the class raises their hand that we, we get inspired. So that is why I really wanted to, what I wanted to talk about was this, um, profound, um, drive that we as FSM practitioners share. And the other thing that's changed is the tech, thanks to Kevin, um, the, our website, when you look up a practitioner, you, their training applies. Right. So if you are a patient and you're listening and you're looking up an FSM practitioner, and the last time they took a course seminar was 2010, find somebody else. Yes. Right? If yeah. you have better yet, you have a PT an OT, a PM&R doc. You have somebody that's treating you. Um, the dog is out in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> you have somebody that's treating you and you're not getting what you want. I've had patients send practitioners to the core. So I had a PT in the class when we had time and they, I say, who's here? And they say, I'm a P- how'd you find out about us? My patient paid for me to come. Yes. And it's like, okay, fine. Wow. And why? Well, because we reached a plateau and she said, I found out about this stuff. You have to learn it. And the nearest practitioner is 200 miles away. So if we get that person trained. Right. So when patients come, like the patient that came to the core at seven o'clock at night, He's from Iowa and he stays in Phoenix for part of the winter. So he'll see Sue Battelle, one of our instructors. He'll see her there, but they're on a part of Iowa where we don't have a practitioner. Right. And I said, so you take your massage therapist, chiropractor, physical therapist, you make them watch the Corin video. And then you're in Iowa, you send them to the practicum in Chicago. It's like that's it's like a no-brainer in our world now that we've got the core thank you covid sorry about all the people that anyway we ha- now we have the core in video so you can do five days in 90 or you know hour hour and a half bites so that you're not quite so overwhelmed yeah and then you can take the practicum right so it's it, it, we've kind of got that system organized now for training and to empower patients you don't have a practitioner within 200 miles that's actually the end of codependence as we know it the fact that you don't have a practitioner within 200 miles no longer is my problem right (laughs) hand them the resonance effect send them to the course yeah and let's get it done yeah yeah does that sound bad? It doesn't sound bad because 
that's just what we're doing. We're not reinventing the wheel, right? We're just giving people a different lens in which to operate. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I had, um, I have to share this little nugget. Um, when we were at the, at the sports advanced, um, or it might've been my diastasis talk. It was one of the two. Um, and I was talking about treating the psoas and I had a slide up of these and I called them utensils with, um, I'm not, I'm going to say all due respect, but I have no respect for these utensils and, you know, I'm, you're covering up your face, but, um, and I will, I will go toe to toe with any of these inventors, um, because I, I, and you don't, you don't want to see me in a back alley, but, um, so there are these utensils that they have for psoas releases. Um, and they're like these metal hooks that you, you lie on. And, um, I found this very cool slide that shows a, um, it was a, from a live dissection of the omentum and um, some of the organs that are underneath the omentum. My whole purpose of the slide was talking about three and 97 and how you have to treat the omentum before you go anywhere in the viscera to get any hope of getting anything that's remotely close to the psoas. So I said, like, what are you doing when you're smashing either your hand or a hook into your abdomen? Like, you're not treating your psoas. You're not so I know this is going to get you upset, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't have given this to you at the last few no, minutes of the podcast. But, but there's the the sigmoid colon and the ureter and the omentum and the small bowel and the fallopian tubes and, and the ovary. Yes. Okay. All of that. I know. And I had I had somebody in the in the class, and they were looking at this slide. And then after everybody left, they grabbed me and they said, "If I learned one thing in the last ten days, it was seeing that slide. And who the f was I kidding, sticking anything into somebody's cavity trying to access the psoas?" And I said, yeah, and and it. So I hate to break it to you, even if we got to the psoas, it's never the psoas. Never the psoas. Is it it's ever never... the psoas? Oh, it's the ureter. It's the it's, I, exactly. It's all the things on top of the psoas. It's leave this. Leave it. Leave it. That's going to be my next T-shirt. Never mind. Love wins. It's never the psoas. Leave it alone. <laughs> We're going to have Kim's sayings. You know how we have all the. We have yours. Yeah. Yeah. At one of these webinars, we have to do Carol's rules. Oh, yes. We have to do Carol's rules. Carol's and- rules are amazing. Um, you did something also very, um, we had a lot of firsts at this advanced and you had the, what I didn't tell you. And it's, it's too much to, to get into an, into a podcast and it's too much to give people who, who don't you do little bits of it, little bits of it, but um, it is so profound and it's the I'm sorry and you're welcome in a very beautifully poetically written PowerPoint. So, yeah. because well, it's it, for the patients and the practitioners, the, the, the nugget that's in there is it's when we do FSM because we have the ability to change people's lives so profoundly, so simply, it's just not that hard. It's just not that hard. And you change somebody's life, it creates an intimacy, an intimate connection 
that I don't think any other profession gets to do except the OBGYN or the midwife that delivers your baby. Maybe, yeah. Or your life partner or your intimate partner. Right. There's an intimacy that's created, but there's also what an honor it is to be allowed to participate in someone's recovery or to participate in someone's life and change their life. Right. There's a, there's a, a reverence I bring to it. That's all internal. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about with intention. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a a humility. It's why I'm not one of those technique developers that has an ego. Right. You, how can you possibly have an ego when you get humbled by your failures? You get humbled by the profound strength and courage of the person whose life you judged changed. Fixing them was easy. Watching what they went through and survived in order to get to you, that is astounding how do you get how does anybody get arrogant in the face of what we see every day that's a that's a great question and that comes down to respect i think if you respect what you do and you respect this process and you respect all that we are there is no ego right you 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 get it you get the heaviness and the lightness of it all at the same time it's light it's like it, it's just and then that the the presentation, I'll just put it on the website. I'll do it as a webinar. Everybody bring Kleenex. So I'll do it as a webinar. And that there's a lightness to it that is just exuberant, ex- exhilarating. Mm-hmm. It's like you're um, the FSM learning curve, right? It's a whoa, whoops. And yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no words there's not even any emojis there's there's not there's There's not not. it's like you need an emoji with the one with your brain exploding and then it has to be combined with one with with sparklers or or the yeah the heart the star eyes and the love eyes and all the things because it's it's all of it really quickly leaf 397 i meant to say channel three on a or A is three and 97 for momentum. So sclerosis in the fat pad, that's what the momentum is all like. And that comes from Tom Myers because up until then I was about to throw three out because I couldn't find anything it was good for. Uh, Tom Myers went in that piece of the honeycomb. And, and that is that the adipose doesn't scar at sclerosis. Yeah. So it's the only thing that three is good for. Yes. So three on a 97 <clears throat> scarring in the fat and the adipose it's, it's that's magic. Better than fat. Adipose. Yeah. It sounds more sophisticated. It does. And it adipose, like I have fat in my tummy and, you know, in my gels, but I've adipose around my sciatic nerve. It's everywhere in my belly and under my skin. So when you treat somebody with <clears> a, a deep scar, from an injury, you, the adipose gets sclerosed and it gets scarred down to the periosteum sometimes when it's deep enough. And so you can't get the thing to fill in. And then you remember that 
and you run that and it's like oh well that big ditch isn't there anymore it's like oh hmm, imagine that right Tom Myers yep Tom no Myers it's still, still thinks it's the muscle ah I know he didn't believe us well and I didn't believe you either I'm fair enough sometimes I don't believe me and then <laughs> really <laughs> well Thanks for the debriefment. That is it for today. Wow. We just rambled on and on and on about good things, I hope. Well, I hope every all the practitioners that are listening go and purchase the advanced and look at the slides because you you really have, even the people that were there, you have to go over each of the workshops multiple times. You, it's not remotely reasonable that you would absorb all of that. No. In that short period of time. Um, you're welcome. And I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you call it? It was a practitioner. That she came up to me and she's like, I love the I'm sorry and you're welcome. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I know. And she's like, it's perfect. It's a congratulology. <laughs> congratulology or something like that. Like, congratulations. Oh, an apology. What? There was congratulology. You texted Con- Congratulology. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, wait, we should tell people next year. Can I tell them? Yes. We're going to do the five day core. And then the advanced can't be uh, two, three days, any two days anymore. It's going to end up being three. Oh, it has to be four days, doesn't it? Because we have to have the case reports. Maybe we can work case reports in. If I need three days in the morning to do the advanced material. Kevin's That's writing it. where? At Arizona? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's wearing. Arizona. Yes, we're still going to be in Arizona at the same hotel. Um, and then I promised Kim I would never, ever, ever, ever put her opposite David Musnick ever again. So because every this i used to think there was a visceral track in the physical medicine track and there was it not now because every physical medicine practitioner needs to hear what john rusky had to say it's why they're combined tracks but they need to hear what musnick has to say so they understand what's going on in the gut so that when you go through the omentum to the small bowel you know what to do with the small bowel to get to the psoas to get to the rectus abdominal to get to the yes so there's not going to be any separate tracks so you're going to hear kim and david musnick and it's going to take us three days to do that and then i and then the symposium is next year so that's two days and just in case you didn't know we have neil nathan and roger billica i know and i'm going to see if i can get dr rusky to come back and dr clearfield's going to come back and then there was somebody else that I put on my list. So the three days, we actually are going to have five days because we'll have three days of advanced and two days of symposium. So there's going to be five days and then three days off and then five days. And then, then we'll figure out. And then we're going to, are you going to do it? You're going to make Kim's class at least two days, two days and back it up to the two-day practicums. So instead of putting her in between the advanced and some core and the advanced, we're gonna put 
Kim's courses next to our two-day practicum trainings because your course has become the natural segue. It's like there's no way to treat the core and then not know how to finish it up. So you started out doing sports medicine and what you're doing, what did we decide it was called? Physical integration? Yeah. Physical integration. And it's integrating physical medicine with retraining of musculoskeletal conditions. And you take somebody whose vagus nerve doesn't work, whose vagus is adhered to their neck. You can treat the neck and the disc and all the rest of that. But until it, so it's just, it. I really appreciate the fact that that's okay with you. I love it. Of course. Of course. Of course. You would still call it sports. Maybe we can call it sports and physical integration. Well, yeah, we'll have to do something. Figure it out. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited. And we are going to Hawaii next year, folks. Derek, if you're listening, we're coming. We're coming. We're coming to Hawaii, August, 2023. Yep. Two weeks of masterclass. Kevin will get it on the website. You can start signing up now because I'm here to tell you it's going to fill up. Yes. We have room for, there's the room sleep 20. Yeah. Can, if we fill up, I think we can do 30 in the room, but the house only sleeps 20. So people can sleep on the beach. Well, they can sleep in Kona and then drive up because we're just about 10 minutes from the airport. Perfect. A few minutes from the airport. And that's, that's summer of 2023. And then we're going to Italy this year. Italy this summer. Yes. And London in September and Ireland. Um, so anybody listening from Ireland will be at NTC. And after I do London, I'll go to NTC. And the advanced in, in London is going to be John Sharkey. And you get to see us argue over whether it's the fascia or the nerve. I love it. That's I love fun. it. I love those lunches. I love it. It's going to be fun. Do we have to, we have to go now? We do have to go. Okay, fine. Yes. I'm good. I'm thank you for debriefing. Yeah, I love it. All right, everybody. Keep those questions coming. We will get to them next week. Um, this was all about us today. So there. We have questions? No, no. I had some from from social media, but you know, it's just about healing and fractures and all that stuff. And that's easy, and we'll get to that next week. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Love wins. It always does. Hi. <laughs> The Frequency Specific Microcurrent Podcast has been produced by Frequency Specific Seminars for entertainment, educational, and information purposes only. The information and opinion provided in the podcast are not medical advice, do not create any type of doctor-patient relationship, and unless expressly stated, do not reflect the opinions of its affiliates, subsidiaries, or sponsors, or the hosts, or any of the podcast guests or affiliated professional organizations. No person should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content provided in any podcast without first seeking appropriate medical advice and counseling. No information provided in any podcast should be used as a substitute for personalized medical advice and counseling. FSS expressly disclaims any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on or any contents of this podcast.